So I look at y'all's commentary from the Lakers-Rockets game on Saturday night, and I'm like, nah, y'all can't be serious. But then I remember how y'all reacted to the UFC fight a couple weeks ago. I'm like, wow, y'all are serious. And then I see what you said about Ray Carruth, and it's just like, ain't nothing worse than a smart dumb nigga. So, that's cool. Since you all let all these other stupid opinions fly, there's no reason I can't come up here and talk. Lost in all the memes about that fight was a very good basketball game, especially for the second game of the season. Lost in all that talk about the fight was the fact that Jeff Van Gundy said he didn't know who John Lennon was back when he got murdered. So, some of the things that I observed from the game. So, CP3... This is an elite post defender. Nigga, duh. And or these big bodies on the Lakers aren't really trying to make their living on the block. In addition, Chris Paul is an amazing offensive player. Nigga, duh. To have the court vision that he's always had and still be able to create his own shot from three, hitting jumpers, making layups, and getting to the free throw line. It really is amazing that he has such poor postseason luck. For example, last year's untimely injury legitimately prevented not only a finals appearance, but probably a championship. Harden defense is still a meme, but he does have his moments. It's definitely a one thing, and with D'Antoni as the coach, it probably never will be a priority. The Rockets absolutely do not have replacements for Bob Mute or Trevor Ariza, but they do have enough people that can be capable defenders. And yes, all these new rules help, but James Harden is an offensive Like I said with Paul, he hits threes. He hits that let me hop five feet away from you threes. He drives right past LeBron James as if James was Harden on defense. He's really that good on offense that it's okay how mediocre he is defensively. Gerald Green is going to be an X factor for the Rockets this season. Obviously, if all he does is come in come off the bench and hit his threes, that's his job. But every now and then, he decides to matter on defense. If he ever did that consistently and filled that small forward gap I was previously mentioning, the Rockets' offseason will look a lot better. And speaking of that, I know it's only two, three games in the season, but all y'all who were fooled by another amazing hoodie mellow offseason, y'all might want to sit down. Getting buckets on regular people at fitness gyms does not translate to NBA success, and he was not good on that Saturday night game. The Lakers, as far as the Lakers, their eventual success is going to defend on defense, transition buckets, and riding momentum. The Rockets are way more reliable half-court, so any time they can get buckets from running is almost unfair. Kuzma has flashes where he plays good defense in those small ball lineups. He's going to have to commit to playing great defense as well as developing as an elite inside-out scoring threat because he seems like someone who wants to be one of the best players out there. And I'm with it, bro. Just put in that work so it matches the demeanor. McGee being aggressive on offense is actually a great thing, especially if he's not going to play more than 25 minutes. 
He seems like he always gives you the defense and cleanup efforts, but knowing to post up and spin on Harden and make contested jumpers is nothing but a bonus. Lazo Ball is showing flashes, not to be a star, but to be excellent. I will attribute some of the slow start to his injury and the whole team trying to figure themselves out. But he had a stretch where he made four straight threes. And him, Lance, and Hart should really think about committing to defensive rebounding to help out Kuzma. Because offensive rebounds for the other team is actually a big problem why they've lost so far. The good news is, with minimal effort, they can all be better rebounders than Brooke Lopez. All of them. Josh Hart has a chance to be a very excellent player for this team. Just somebody who hustles and gets free points due to the attention everybody else is getting. Lakers fans like him. The NBA talking heads like him. And I like him. KCP too. He just needs to hit those open threes he gets and play a little bit more defense. Rondo was amazing. He shot well from the floor and was very active. Keyword was... And I have to go back and check all three of these games that have been played to date. But on Saturday's game, you had a nine-player rotation, and Beasley didn't even see the floor. In theory, the Lakers really should have a bunch of players that play anything from 20 to about 30, 32 minutes, run the other team ragged, and they should all be very efficient because they're not tired. But it's easy to say that, and it's easy to do that in 2K. It's going to be very difficult for Luke Walton to find that for his team. As far as the game itself, the major things I wanted to point out was there was a point in the second quarter where Houston had five guards and small fours on the floor, and the Lakers had LeBron and Kuzma as their front court. Then there was a point where Houston had Capella in, and the Lakers either had Kuzma or didn't even have anybody big. This modern NBA is a new beast. It really is. And this game itself was just a yo-yo. Like, the Rockets got out to a fast start, and the Lakers came back and made it, you know, came back and took a couple leads. And then the Rockets were up 10, I believe, in the second, and still that lead wasn't safe. So it really ended up being that the fight happened because the fourth was great. Just really back and forth, really exciting stuff, even though the Rockets always had the lead. But the Lakers have pulled the game within two. And they never just seen to break that invisible wall. And then it was over. Especially those last couple, and especially that last run that the Rockets made to make it a double-digit game again. Shots that probably shouldn't have went in was going in. I really believe had the Lakers tied the game and taken a lead in the fourth, that would have been a win for them. But knowing that we know now that the Lakers are 0-3, and if it was a split, man, we all be high. But it's not, so sober up. The ifs really don't matter. And that's that on that. Now, I will talk about the fight, but let's take a little break. Let me take time out to mention a few sponsors and make a few announcements. Alone Highway Tutoring provides math and English tutoring. Based out of Maryland, the company serves the global customer due to online video conferencing options. You can find Alone Highway Tutoring on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Alone Highway's preferred app payment option is Bravo. 
minority-owned, and artist and small business friendly, Bravo has taken off since their appearance on Shark Tank. They do enough for me to dedicate a whole podcast episode to. So head on over to www.trybravo.com and contact them directly. The Smart Dumb Podcast and the Lone Highway Tutoring are proudly associated with Bob Spotter, the Black-owned business directory. You can find my podcast with the owner of Bob Spotter to get more details. Visit his website and download the app on iTunes and Google Play. Now, if you like good basketball that I'm confident will not lead to fighting, please support Phoenix's Artists Against Cancer game, which will generate proceeds for the Morris Allen Memorial Scholarship Fund. This event is Saturday, November 17th at the Talking Stick Resort Arena, where the Suns play, and certain tickets purchased will get you access to the Suns Thunder game later that evening. Check out the Smart Dumb Podcast page, which will direct you to this inaugural event by Culture PHX. Okay, so let's not be fooled. I don't think I'm too good to talk about the fight. I just saw stupid opinions on it. First, There was no justification for Brandon Ingram. He had a long night guarding Harden and got frustrated by his whining for calls and acted. So the push was whatever. You just take the technical file, lock in, and get a W. But then Paul and Rondo used that opportunity to address a decade-long beef. That's a different story. Now, Chris Paul is no saint. I'm a fan of his as a Carolina native, but he's no saint. And he doesn't have to be. You will never justify that Rondo spit on another man. Chris Paul is very naive for thinking he was just going to put his finger in Rondo's face and that be it. If he was about that life to throw a punch back, then he should have thrown a punch in the first place. And I really like Brandon Ingram, even though he's a Duke player, because he always seemed just like a chill, hardworking player. And now I know he's human, and that's okay. So I don't look at him all the way different, but he needs to never do anything like that again. Starting the whole confrontation was his fault, and throwing a punch in somebody else's fight was lame, and y'all are stupid for supporting that. A situation where Lance Stevenson looks like a mediator is crazy. A situation where Melo, who himself is infamous for that sucker punching backpedal, is behind basically the 2018 version of himself. Did not hit Ingram, but instead helped restrain him because he knew this fight is stupid. That's amazing. These men grow up, the rest of y'all can too. And I get it. Y'all are absolutely the fuck obsessed with LeBron. And he went to the largest NBA media market. So everything is a big deal. I really get it. But no, he was not supposed to jump in and escalate this stupid fight in the second game of the regular season. And it didn't matter who he separated, because he's teammates with Rondo, and he's good friends with Paul. Y'all are being weirdos. I can't imagine spending my work day typing on the keyboard or into my phone about hood rules. Shut the fuck up, for real. And he also didn't do that just because he's boys with Paul, but Rondo talked a bunch of shit when they were rivals. 
He's now Rondo's teammate. He's now Stevenson's teammate. And they are aligned and have the same goals. So just because y'all live by reality TV show rules does not mean these NBA professionals would. Okay, I mean, Jimmy Butler does, but, you know, whatever. Fortunately, enough people posted and I got to see Shannon Sharp make excellent points about suspension links and spitting. My greatest regret is that he's employed by that network, partnered with that idiot. I cannot give them views in good conscience. I'm not mad at Shannon. We don't have enough black or minority-owned networks with deep pockets who saw Sharp's potential and gave him this big stage. So he's got to go shine where he can, be unapologetically black, and be incredibly smart. When I was younger, I used to love all the diverse and entertaining program that that network gave us. I always preferred those football games over CBS and NBC on Sundays. But then I realized they have a news channel that was on some other shit. And then I learned about the whole media conglomerate. Ignorance really was bliss, but hey, so is knowledge. Anyway, I digress. That NBA fight was stupid, and I didn't need it. And Khabib jumping over the UFC fence was stupid, and we didn't need it. He had a great fight. He controlled Connor for four rounds via ground and strikes, and then he made a professional all-time great give up. That fight does not deserve a rematch, but it probably will happen because he turned Connor into a victim. Khabib's camp jumping in the ring, attacking Connor from behind, was a bitch move, and they didn't even land anything significant on a tired, submitted fighter. And even if Connor's guys provoked Khabib, nobody else in that crowd did. Y'all helping incite Russian and Irish drunken fighting in the same city where a gun massacre has recently occurred is just not okay. So I have an issue. And then these same Hotepi highbrow types who were insulted by quote-unquote stereotypes of Ant-Man. And look, y'all, I get it. Don't try to understand who I'm talking about. Just whatever. But they want to turn around and give Khabib immunity just because Connor's an asshole. That's not how that works. And I'm not a Connor fan. And so everybody who's saying Khabib is wrong is not just because they're backing Connor. I used to be, but I don't rock with him anymore. When this fight was coming up, I didn't really know a thing about Khabib leading up to that match. But I was pulling for him. I didn't realize that this was the camp who got attacked by that bus earlier this year, ruining our earlier card. But I was still pulling for Khabib because he wasn't Connor. All that post-match stuff that Khabib did made him look just like old boy. And I know he's better than that. I see he's better than Connor. So yes, Connor is a douche for all those terrorist comments and attacking that man's religion in preparation for a mixed martial arts fight. This is not battle rap. This is not rap beef. There actually are rules here. But the problem is the owner of the UFC is a trump card bigot. He deals with the Negroes and the Mexicans and the females and all the other minorities because they increase his worth. He doesn't like those people. What he does like, however, is making exceptions for his prized possessions. That's why John Jones' crackhead ass still gets to fight at the end of the year. And that's why Connor gets to talk crazy and fake swing at every opponent three days before the fight and pull all his other antics. That's why he got on the mic all solemn like a fake ass father figure 
surprise that people brawled after the sanctioned fight. So Khabib was wrong for acting like that because Khabib is wrong for staying associated with this hypocritical idiot. I refuse to believe that Khabib and his whole camp couldn't go to Bellator or even some Russian MMA situation or some Asian MMA situation and find success. I refuse to believe that the money he makes from the UFC is worth his integrity. I have grown to love and appreciate the MMA, but I really have to think hard if I'm going to keep supporting the UFC. I already had to throw the peace sign on the NFL, and it sucks because the Panthers are looking great this year. And we finally have an owner I acknowledge. And Eric Reed is a beast and crazy as hell. So look, y'all. I play video games. I still know good white people that I'm happy to make money with and hang out with. And I love goofy videos on the internet. So I'm not anti-white. And I don't always want to be the revolutionary. But when you know better, you're supposed to do better. And some of y'all are too happy to coon for checks. And at that Twitter blue checks. I'm not interested in trying to fill the slotted complex because I'm not good at faking and they see right through me. So this is what you get now. But anyway, let me know what y'all thought and be on the lookout for more content and interviews that span sports, culture, and society. Y'all have a good day. Try not to punch anybody unless you're willing to deal with the consequences. All right?